With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. My name is Matt Weston. Tonight, I'm joined by my good friend Taylor. What's up, Taylor? What do you want? I want to talk about football with you. I want to hold hold hands with you. I don't want to talk to you, really. I want to put some spaghetti and meatballs in front of us and share some noodles with you. Why? You know that you shouldn't be talking to me. You were drunk in my house last week, and yeah, never, then you destroyed happened. my property. Never happened. What am I supposed to do? It never happened. I'm like... You're an animal. It didn't ha- Nothing happened. I went yeah. home. I drove home safely. Only had two drinks. Drove home safely. Two drinks? Yeah. You chucked a bottle of liquor in front of me. It never happened. I was already home. That was I don't know who else. you are. I think your girlfriend lied to you. No, I don't. I you don't were think. asleep. You, so you, were so asleep you want me to you. walk up to her and call her a liar is what you want me to do. Yeah, that's what I want and you to do. And that's what you want me to that's do. That's what I want you to do. All right, sounds good. It's never right. happened. I'm going to tell her you said that. I've never felt stronger. I've never felt better. I got so much rest last weekend. My brain is sharp. I remember who the Texans played last week, the Miami Dolphins. You didn't, you didn't even and I didn't even get, that I didn't even get that right. They played the Denver Broncos last weekend. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't like you. That's plain and simple. We're still friends. No. And I didn't do that. That never happened, right? Uh, You know what? I hate more than you saying these awful lies about me is Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, Okay. The fact that I have to hear that I collected a muskrat. For a purse. for For a purse. Because the items that I have found are better than the items that you have and my purse is better. And that I, makes me my, sick. My fake cowboy is stylish right now. What? I don't understand. And then even like petting the dog is a thing. Oh, what I also heard about the game is you have to take care of your horse because if you don't, then your horse is eventually going to die and then you're just on foot. Then you have to train another horse and tame it, which takes another certain amount of time. You are apparently a real cowboy in this game. And you have to eat and get haircuts and take baths. You know what it is? It's the Sims. I don't don't have any interest playing this game. Well, actually, that's not true. I'm going to play in April. But what's currently going on is we have some friends and we have a group text message Two of these people currently don't have jobs. I hate that group message. And they're just playing Red Dead Redemption all day long. And they just talk to each other about it. Just take and they, me out. And they won't text each other because they're afraid they're going to fall in love with each other. And so to stave that off from happening, they just text each other's group message. Well, you know, it's 11 o'clock on Monday morning. And I'm trying to do this and that and this and that. And I oh. hear about muskrats and white buffaloes and witches' huts. I don't want to be a part of this, okay? I'm... <laughs> And you know what? The best Red Dead Revolver game is the very first one. 
I didn't even play it back then either. Yeah, we did. I mean, we played some multiplayer. Maybe like a couple. The only thing I do specifically remember, because I didn't own the game, was it because that was the one with the exploding arrows. Yeah, yeah. And the poisonous arrows. Yeah. See, I remember playing that for a while, but I never actually played the game. Yeah, we played like multiplayer. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was You fun. know, being a cowboy wasn't was it my thing. That's that's my Red Dead Revolver. Not this new stuff. And the really the main reason I'm upset is because I do want to play this game. I haven't played a video game in 10 years. But I want to play this one, but I don't have time to play until April. And like, I wish really badly, like I was 19 going home for Thanksgiving. You'll just so erase play the game Red anyways. You don't even know how to do it. Erase my own file. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. You're going to erase yeah. the game because that's what you did in my video game because you're the worst. See, you <laughs> ruined my property and then you erase my video. That's how good of a friend you are. Why are you still friends with me? I, I don't know. You know what? I have no idea. Well, you need to tell the audience how handsome I am then. That's, that's not true at all. You just want me to say that. I'm not complimenting you. All right. The, the next thing I want to say to you. As I, I really miss gambling, and like last Sunday I was watching that uh, Falcons Redskins game. I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I was gambling on this game so badly because I wanted. You know, I picked the Falcons to win last week. They were like four and a half point underdogs. Wait, I think that's a problem. I think you have a problem. I now. went four and zero my picks last week. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you don't have a problem now. You're, just, you're just saying that you have the itch. No, but once, that's what you're telling. But me. the difference is that this week these games we're about to talk about, I would not gamble on one of these games this week. Like I know where my comfort zone is. I know where I have some good ideas and where I don't. But last week I really wish I could gamble on Houston and that Atlanta game and. I wish I could take the points for that Saints game, too. I'm talking about rivalry week over here, and you're talking about just random games that nobody wants to listen to. I miss it. I I miss it. I I wish I could drive home from work, stop at the grocery store, pick up a kombucha, pop in the sports book at the HEB, uh, make a little little bit on Texans, Broncos, or whatever, and then go on with my life, you know? Uh, you make me want to do hard drugs. Hard drugs. <laughs> hard drugs. Not even, <laughs> not even light drugs. Hard drugs. <laughs> not even soft drugs. Even. No. All right. Well, fine. <laughs> fine. Fine. So last week our picks. I went four and zero. Oh, you went three and one. Yeah. The uh, one difference is that I picked the Tennessee Titans. Who were I think four point you underdogs? You still picked the Cowboys to win, but I picked the Titans with the points though in that case. And so I went four and zero. You went three and one. I'm fifteen and five for the year. You're eleven and nine. And only eight of these games are with the spread too. So I wouldn't just say like, look, if I gamble, I'd be fifteen and five because that's not true. I'm not a liar. Okay. I'm many things. All right, going back to the problem, but I'm not a liar. I'm not a liar. So, anyways, the games we're gonna talk about tonight are Jacksonville, Indy, Dallas, Philly. Atlanta, Cleveland. Can't wait. And I'm going to say Arizona, Cleveland again. Atlanta, Cleveland, and Detroit, Chicago. So the first game we're going to talk about is Jacksonville, Indianapolis. The Colts are three-point favorites. And just like in general, this is a terrible, awful, like the worst week of football that we've had so far this year. No, it's not. You just chose a horrible game. Name another good game. What? I'm talking about two games here. You could have at least picked Kansas City, Arizona. You could have picked... I just think Kansas City's just going to beat every bad team. So there's really not a lot of things there to talk about. Who knows, man? Trap game. It could happen. Who knows? The Chiefs just scored too many points. Okay. Well, you know what? Again, you could have picked something better than this. The only other game I would have talked about was Cincinnati, New Orleans, but... Yeah. What happened to you? Cincinnati pick. I just don't don't like the the way that game looks in my head. 
What does it look like in your head? Just like the Saints winning, you know, 35-21. Okay. You know what? You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Please. Please elaborate <laughs> right now on the Jags and the Colts bit for me. All right, I would love this to. This is so much better. I would love to. So one of the things going around right now is that Andrew Luck is back. He is back to being a great quarterback. Oh, my God. So far this year, he's thrown 23 touchdowns to eight interceptions. His touchdown rate, 6.7%. His inter- interception rate only two point three percent, and then rate and interception rate's important because you know over the course of his career, one of his problems has been he takes too many you know diabolical, evil can evil type of throws. He does things he shouldn't. He throws across his body, he throws with somebody in his face, and makes mistakes. And so as he sat on the bench for a year, maybe he's gotten a little bit smarter. You know who knows? And the other thing about Andrew Luck this year is he's only taken ten sacks, and the Colts this year have a pressure rate of twenty five point four percent which is the ninth best rate in the league. And so with Luck right now, like he's throwing the ball harder. He's throwing the ball better. He's more careful with the football. And this is also the best offensive line he's had so far uh, in his entire career too. And so what's important about this game is not necessarily this week, but next next year. And my thing with the Colts this year, I thought it was one you know, really stupid entering this year. They didn't make more of an investment to their team. They didn't spend more money on the defense. They didn't put more money into the offensive line potentially when they had all the cap space that they had. But now looking at Have it, the Colts ever done that? But yeah, they went with Ryan Griggs and they did. I yeah, guess. like but they, they, they just don't care though anymore. And I think that's what everybody hates about this team. But is that they all they had Andrew Luck and guess what they've done with him? Well that was well, they like, thrown him to the fire. But they, they tried, they just made terrible decisions. But I think oh, this okay. year my thing this year is like if Luck's healthy you have to go for it. But now it looks like a really smart decision because the Colts have added like good players and Next year, they have $65 million in cap space. They shouldn't win any more football games this year. They should just try to get another top five pick. But they're going to continue going to continue you know, grooming luck and that sort of thing. And they do have like 11 players that I really like. You know, 11 players that you really like. Yeah. That's what you're going off of. Yeah. Okay. So I will say this about luck and what I do appreciate with Colts. Because I think they even believe they're not going anywhere this season. And that's when everybody was worried when they put in well, Brissett. When he threw that Hail Mary pass. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Andrew. Andrew Luck can do that. It's just they didn't want to throw his arm out already. I don't, but I think, I don't think he could do that at that time, but now he's able to. I, I still think that he had it in him. They just didn't want to risk it either way. That whole game, though, his arm was terrible that whole game. You know what? Your arm is terrible all I'm game. not saying it's good. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm tired of this debauchery and you dragging my name in the mud. You know what? Good. I never boast about my arm. I've never said anything good about my arm. You know what? All right. So my whole thing with this team, again, they're preparing for next year already. So why are we even discussing with either one of these teams? The only thing that is exciting about this game, in my opinion, is now we have Fournette coming back, I would assume. Maybe. He's had full practices all week starting from Monday. So he seems to be healthy, seems to be ready to go. I would be surprised if they didn't give that hamstring a shot now. This was always the time period they have been waiting for. Plus, they are still sitting at three and four. Yeah. I mean, they kind of have a shot here to make a push. So if you have your guy ready to go, why not make the push now before you shut the whole team down? Yeah. No, I I, I think so too. That's why I think this game is interesting. You know, one, for one reason, the Colts going looking forward to next year. And then also, I've read a couple articles this week about could one of these teams in the AFC South make a push for the playoffs. Yeah. And the Colts have been mentioned a few times. Oh, and God. my the reason why I, I don't think that's true and that's going to happen is the Colts have played the 
thirtieth hardest schedule in football this year. <laughs> Always have to sit, like think how the how they rank that schedule. So the second, the third you're, easiest. You're like counting right now with your fingers. On my thumbs, I got three <laughs> thumbs. The third easiest and the thirtieth hardest schedule this year. And so, like, yeah, scoring thirty-eight points against the Raiders, not very impressive. And so, I don't. I think Luck's stats are inflated by the opponents he's played, but it's still like admirable, and it's still very like convincing and good for like the Colts like looking for in the future that Luck's playing the way he is now. And his arm looks a lot better too than it did in the beginning of the year, and he's progressed a lot also. The other thing I, I like about the Colts too is defensively. You know, they could have put more money into the defense this year, make it better. But instead they did it again, they did what they did again last year, where they just took a bunch of shots up the wheel. And they got some good players by doing that. They got Kenny Moore, who's like a who's a, a six round uh pick, who's become like a really good cornerback. They have Darius Leonard, who's leading the NFL in tackles, I believe, even though he missed a game. He gets like twenty tackles a game. He's really good at forcing fumble fumbles. Jabal Sheard is forever underrated. Marcus Hyde has played way too good this year. Uh, and then, like, their offensive line, like, Quentin Nelson's got a lot better. Kelly's one of the better guards in football. Raven Clark's what? played some pretty good like, right tackle. None of, none of this Marlon, Mack, Marlon Mack looks like, like he can be a, a possible number two running back. I'll, I'll give you – T.Y. Hilton's really good. <laughs> Eric Ebron catches a lot of touchdowns. So they have 11 players that you would like moving forward as well as a possible top 10 quarterback, top seven quarterback – and then you have $7 million in cap space next year. And you're adding like probably like the eighth pick in this year's draft. And so like you have the Colts going from, you know, probably like six and 10 this year to maybe being 10 and six the year after. And so I think the Colts are interesting. You know, one thing about next year and then also, it's also interesting. There are people who are smart football knowers saying, Hey, the Colts can make a push for the AFC South potentially. You make me sick. Okay. <laughs> that plain and simple because you're okay. I, I want you to tell me that the Colts are going to make that push. I don't think they're going to. Well, wait, you just complimented so many people right there. No, I, I mean, say, have to I said, it makes, like, it makes you think that maybe this can happen and other people are riding this, you know? Okay, okay, you know what? So pick them next year then. If you're so confident in this team that they're going to be good. Because, by the way, I think we're sitting on three years here. I think by the time, I don't think they're going to be Things that good. Things change so fast in football, though. No, you know what? You can get better in three months in football. You know what? As tell me about the Dallas Cowboys and getting better. All right? So don't even talk to me about that. But they don't have the cap space the Colts have to get better. You know what? You don't have the cap space, okay? I'm tired of you yelling at me all the time. I got I got the bass space. The bass space. I'm such a good fisherman, you know. I don't know what that means. All I know is for me, this is the week for the Jags. I feel like Blake Bortles and by the way, dude, he lost in London. I know it's that sad. was that was rough to watch. We all have to die one day. <laughs> yeah, uh, but either way, I feel like this is the Jags' time for them to finally turn it around. Blake Bortles is going to have his running back finally there. This is where their defense is going to show up. They're going to waste time on the clock. They have to get a lead. This they have to get a lead. They're they're a greyhound. They're a dog race. I would say that if they score on their opening drive, they win this ball game easily. They win every game when they score on their opening drive. Well, okay, listen, I I just speak the truth yeah. sometimes. All right, that's the Holy Spirit. Right yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> who, who knew? Uh, well, and that's the second reason why I think this game is interesting is because the Jaguars like this season's gone about as bad as it could go. Unless, like, Jalen Ramsey broke his neck or something, you know? Oh, my God. Like, it's, like, because they've had a ton of injuries on the offensive side of the ball, a spot where they can't have any injuries at all whatsoever. And then on the defensive side of the ball, 
They haven't had injuries, but they've just regressed a whole lot. I do think AJ Boy has been hurt for the majority of the year. He missed the London game with a calf injury. Yeah. Him playing better has been really important. But the pass rush hasn't been very good in the interior. Taven Bryan, the first round pick, hasn't been very good. When they could use maybe like a, a quarterback or Hold on, speaking of which, are they not are they throwing a, like kinda underneath the rug with the Jags and then partying? Yeah, that was embarrassing. Whenever that happens, that like, was, we're gambling, we're picking yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, exactly, but didn't they the play Eagles. all the guys? And yeah, like, isn't there all. no punishment either? And Barry Church was terrible that game, too. Yeah, and it's like Tom Conflict's the head of this team. You didn't think that they would just be able to have all that just slide underneath the rug. Nobody's punished. Did you hear anything? No. And I think they're, I think they're going to cut Church after the season because they're a rookie from Alabama. They drafted him in the third round. I think his name is Damon Harrison, and he's really good. But he's like their third safety suit doesn't play as much as he should right now. Um, but the idea that also is like, you know, based off of their regression on defense, their offensive injuries, you would think that, you know, the talent's still there and talent usually wins out. And even in the course of a season, you know, things fluctuate so much week to week in the NFL. And that's one of the really good things about it, but also kind of one of the weird things at the same time where you can't overreact to things. You can't think too much about things week to week. But because you have a whole week where you just stew about it, that's what happens. And so even though the Jags are a three and four, you know, they're still a super talented team. Uh, they still can win games. And so who knows? I think that there's still like the possibility for a wild card spot. But just with how easy the Texans schedule is broken, I don't see either the Colts, the Titans, or the Jaguars really having a chance to make a run at the division. All right, I'm going to tell you this right now. Fournette comes out, and let's say he has – 110 yards, two TDs, and Jags smoke them, I think they're back. You think they're back? I think they're back. And you know what? They'll bring the Texans down in the end because that's what the Jags will do. I'm just kidding. I don't really believe that. <laughs> I just wanted to see your reaction. I do want it to happen because I won Texans-Jaguars Week 17 AFC South Championship game. Wait, wait, wait. That's in Houston. Hold on. Hold on. You don't want that. No, what I if want you that. lose? That's all I've wanted for the past four years. That doesn't make any sense. Well, wait, would you go to that game? Yeah, I would go to that game. Tickets would be incredibly I don't care. Man. I don't care. Beers would be at least 25. Taylor, I'm a responsible drinker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You destroyed my property. I didn't destroy your property. That's what you did. You know, you can't be lying to people like this. We have 10,000 people a week who listen to this show. (laughs) Oh, God. Really? Yeah. Man. I'm glad they that's know all now. I'm, that's I'm all glad I'm, they know. That's how I'm going to pay for the tickets for this Texans-Jaguars uh, Week 17 game. No, that's how no. I'm going to do it. All right. Well, who do you got this week? So my question – well, actually, I have a question for you oh, God. before we get to that point. You – would you rather – if Fournette's healthy or if he's not healthy, does that sway your pick for this game at all? No. Okay. So you're going Jags no matter what. Yeah, either way. Okay. Uh, I'm saying I feel the same way too. I think the Jags are going to win. Yeah. And my main thing is like I think the Colts are like a, a good bad team, but they're not a good team at all. But they're at least entertaining. They have some fun players. And I really do like the prospects for the Colts moving forwards and onwards into the future. But just the, long, the young talent they have on defense, uh, luck being back, the fact they actually have an offensive line that can pass protect. And they're going to have high draft picks and a lot of cap space to spend next year. And after the AFC South being as bad as it is right now, we need a good AFC South next year. America needs it. It's in shambles. Nobody can agree on anything. And we need a good AFC South to bind us all together. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> I mean, sure. I don't think 
Because here's the thing when it comes to the NFC South. You, wonderful teams. But it's all about getting rid of the old guys at this point, which is so weird to say. But with the new quarterback rules, I mean, you have to get rid of Roethlisberger and Brady. But are they ever going to go away? I don't Roethlisberger think so. maybe, but Brady can never go away because if you touch him, it's a flag every single time. Well, Deshaun Watson, he's out there with just broken bones. But it's probably his fault too, though. Well, yeah. I mean, for God's sake, slide. Yeah. He's, he was sliding against Denver. I was like, oh, I can't believe it. He's a, there was this play on like in the red zone. He was third down, and he runs out wide, and there's like a linebacker there. I'm like, I was rolling up the newspaper, about to slap him on the nose, and he slid and kicked a field goal. I think so. I can't remember anything anymore. Uh, you don't remember anything. You know why? Because you party too no, hard. No. That's why. It's because I'm going through a personality crisis. I don't know who I am. I'm sure. And my psychoanalysis slash therapist has taught me it's good to talk about these things. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back Whoa, to talk wait, about – we didn't even pick the game. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I'm going to pick Jacksonville, and the Colts are three-point favorites in this game. Yeah, you and love I'm being Vegas for this. Oh, my yeah, – yeah, this would be the one game see, I See, this would be the one game. $500. $500. $500. We have another Colorado State debacle. $500. I want it. I want it. All right, but now actually we're going to take a quick break. And after that, we're going to talk about Dallas, Philly, and Atlanta, Cleveland. And we're back. So this week, Taylor's Dallas Cowboys, after getting tied and up all over at home 2014 on Monday Night Football, despite Amari Cooper having the star in his helmet for the first time, lost. And this week they're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are six-point favorites. The Eagles are at home. It's Sunday night. So, Taylor, is Dak Prescott the quarterback of the future? All right, well, first of all, I'm going to pick my score for the Jags in any game. 21 the Jags, Indy 15. My God, see, you're so rude to me lately. It's unbelievable. But seriously, let's talk about the real problem here. And I hate the way you just said that because it's the same with everybody. <laughs> it's Okay, and this is what I just actually, imagine you during the week reading and hearing Cowboys things oh my and just god. seeing that same question, hearing all the time. Oh my god! And making you sick over and over again. But here's my question to those people: What would you rather believe in at this point, cutting Dak Prescott or giving him a new coaching staff to see what that would look like first? I would give him a new coaching staff. First that's the whole point. because he's still only on his first contract. Yeah, that's where I'm at. This with is this. on his third year, so next yeah. year's on his fourth year. Exactly. So why spend much money on a quarterback when it, you can pay? And why not see what a young new coach could actually help him do or get a new offensive coordinator? See, that is where I am at with this. So when people tell me that Dak is bad, Dak makes mistakes, I agree. I am completely there. That interception when he tried to force it to a market. That was terrible. What the hell was that? That was the worst thing anybody's ever seen. And it's because the moment that happened, the moment they only had seven points after two turnovers in the red zone, I said game over. Yeah. We lost. Because they're not going to have that many red zone trips. You're not exactly right. And when you have the red zone trips and you don't even get that field goal, by the way. And he missed one the too. The rookie field goal. Yeah, he so missed like, one too. What, what, it was, what the hell, man? It was like a 30-yarder. Yeah. Like this is absolutely ridiculous. And it's mistakes happening from the entire team, which is why I go back to coaching. I can't stand Garrett. <laughs> I can't stand him. The team doesn't believe it. And by the way, what also shows that coaching. Jason Garrett versus Yeah, yeah I, I love it. Tell me about it. Coach Clapp. Yeah, uh-huh. Everybody loves it. By the way, there's so many memes of him saying like, hey, you just lost. 
<laughs> it's a clap every single time. It's the worst thing ever. All right. Your, your dad died. <laughs> oh, yep. Looks like your wife got you cheating. <laughs> Either way, I'm, I get so frustrated by watching. And also, when who was it? Who was – what was his name? The safety from – and by the way, Kenny I Kenny Byron. Kenny Byron. Or Kevin uh, Byron. Ke yeah. Either way, when he stepped on the, the star and he did his whole little T.O. impression, I was okay with it because it was a team that just wanted to rub it in our face. Come on. You're going up against the Cowboys. You're the Monday night Nobody game. talks about the Titans. Nobody talks about Byron. This is your stage. And the thing is, this is where one of the Cowboys players should have came in and rubbed him up a bit. That's what happened to T.O. when he did it. Exactly. And if Byron, Byron Jones, he tried to just like shove him, whatever. But that's weak. Yeah. Man. And that goes back to coaching in my book because that's the whole team right now. We're all weak. Yeah. yeah and like in football, like all sports, like everything, we're people, you know. And it's like leadership and how you enjoy the person that you work for and do things for. Yeah. And the confidence you have in them to make the right decisions is an important part of, you know, anything even though like, it's sports and blah, blah, blah. But these are still people who still, like, think about things, you know. And, again. Which is some real deep stuff. These are uh, people who still think about things. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. I know. You're such a deep person. <laughs> Too bad you really don't care about people in real life. All right? Yeah. <laughs> How about that? That's where we're at. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, going back to this. I will say what I was impressed by with the game was Amari Cooper. Man, he looked good that, out there. That uh, he looked really option good. route was unbelievable. Yeah, like I was, I was blown away. That was the one surprise for me. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And obviously, we blew it in the end. <coughs> and it was weird because people uh, were kind of like, oh, the defense allowed twenty eight points to Tennessee. Tennessee has the thirty ranked offense. They are horrible. The defense gave them two turnovers in the red zone, and they yeah. came away with seven points. Yeah. If you're the defense, you're just on the sideline going. What else do you want me to do? I didn't blame them. I really didn't. In, in fact, it's just the offense is a mess. Dak second guesses. And the reason why he looks good during the two-minute offense is because he doesn't think. Yeah. He just makes a, uh, he makes a decision every single time mm -hmm. rather than thinking about it, holding the ball so long and getting sacked. And also, he can't throw it away for some damn reason. This team is so frustrating. <laughs> but also, Zeke isn't looking good either. Yeah, people aren't. Maybe he's taking so many carries, you know. Or maybe it's because he's fat and partying <laughs> in the offseason. That's just me. All right, we're partying right now. He does. Right. He looks homeless. He is partying way too hard. I hate it. it. You could tell. I mean, come on. It was. It's. It was bad all around from the entire team, which is why I was hoping to wake up saying that Garrett is going to be fired, and I didn't. Yeah, he's still here. Vance Joseph is still here too. Who do you think is going to be the next head coach fired? Like out of our team, like out like, of Dallas, no, like or out, out of the of entire every, world, out of the NFL. Okay, all right, all right. Next head coach fired, but it all depends on. I would be surprised if any other head coach gets fired midseason. You think so? I think, yeah. So like that's what I'm saying. It depends on how teams finish. Yeah, I could see Bowles get fired with the Jets, and I could see Vance really? Joseph get fired just because Dar they love Darnold, even though I don't think Darnold's that good now, and he turns so the ball over out, so though. much. Yeah, but I mean, like, they, they're going to want an offensive, more an offensive guy for Darnold, I think. And then Vance Joseph is terrible, too. Yeah. He should have been fired after the Houston game that night. Yeah. I've talked about, like, 15 different times. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. I do want to talk about it anymore, but I'm not going to. <laughs> okay. But 
Either way, whenever it comes to that, yeah, I don't see any coach being fired as far as midseason at this point. I figured that that's my hope. If Dallas continues this, which is why I'm going to go into, dude, I have some hope. Yeah. I got some, I got some hope. Oh, for here. sure. But if we were to lose every single game from here on out, the other hope is... They fire Garrett. Yeah, they fire Garrett, and I'm done with it. Well, I think part of the problem being a Cowboys fan is that every year is we can make the Super Bowl this year. And I thought going into this season... Like, it was kind of crazy to think that about Dallas. I thought they were just a mediocre football team. And if they win, have one-score games, they get some turnover luck. Maybe they win nine games. Maybe the division's bad. They get in the playoffs. And so, like, them being three and five is frustrating because they've lost a bunch of close games. And they've lost some stupid games. But I don't think three and five is that far off, like, their actual performance at times, you know? No, man. I think it's actually really fitting. In fact, I'm surprised we're three and five when I think about it. That offense is disgusting to watch. Yeah. Like that, I, the defense is wonderful. Like, I, I love watching the defense. That strip Jeff, sack Lawrence had is so good. DeMarcus Lawrence. It's beautiful to watch. I love that defense. Watching that offense, man, it's just bad. Yeah. It's just horrible because the offensive line just gives up so much. It's so frustrating every single time. That's the biggest problem. But like I said, I have hope here because I'll put it to you this way. Even though if we would have beaten the Titans, you know what I would have done? Shrugged my shoulders and said, who cares? Because it all matters in this division, which this division is still wide open. And now I'm going to change gears here because... Can I, can I say one thing about Dak real fast? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I think the thing about Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott that's important is that, okay, he's a game-managing quarterback, whatever. If that's, yeah. what the, if that's what the Cowboys want him to be. They need to use him more as a runner. I agree. Run more play action. That's what I've been saying. Scheme guys open better. Yep. And then the biggest thing is, if you're a game manager, the one thing you can't do turn is turn over. the ball over. I agree. Like, that's all you – like, you look at the Texans, how they win all these games 20 to 13. The only reason why – the main reason why they win these games 20 to 13, well, one, because they're playing teams that have to run the football and they're the best run defense in football. But two, Deshaun Watson's not turning the ball over at all. So they're always getting points whenever they get in the red zone. They're not giving up short fields, and when you're only giving up 13 points, as long as you're not giving points up to the other team, you're probably going to win games if, as long as like not like one bad mistake happens, you know. You and that's what's rub- happened with them. Are you trying to rub something in my face right no, now? No, I'm just saying. I mean, if Prescott like you're did talking a lot of crap over there. I'm not <laughs> sure how I'm taking this or how I should be. Once again, horrible friend. Great friend. <laughs> great friend. Uh, great smile. Very strong. Very tough. Listen, listen. We can come back to the Cowboys before this segment's over. Because I can talk about them forever. Let's go to Philly. Yeah, they're not hungry enough. They don't want it enough. Yeah. Oh, God. You know what? I, I'm gonna go. See, I, I can go on forever and ever. Don't make me do this. I'm going to go to Philly in this. So I can have some time with them. Listen. I like the team. In my opinion, Zach, oh, yeah. Zach Ertz is the best tight end in football. They have one of the best defensive lines in football. Like, yes. I, I like this team. Where I'm at, though, with it. There's no magic anymore. Yeah. Like, there is there is something that is lost. Because I love Wentz. I'll be the first one to tell you, even as a Cowboys fan, he is the one quarterback I'm just jealous of. Because I love Dak. Dak is just a different type. Wentz is just really, really fun to watch. Yeah. And I think he's a great guy, but too. To be as mobile and as big as he is, it's hilarious. The thing is, the mobile, I, I think he needs to stop. He doesn't look the same. After after the injury. yeah, I get, also I really like how he climbs the pocket too. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. I I'm a Wentz guy. Trust me, even though he's in the same division, Eagles hate them. Whatever. I like Wentz. Ertz, incredible receiver, and they're just adding Golden Tate, which 
Gave up a third round. They're a really good screen team, though. Yeah, and they have a lot of weapons on the offense. The defense, just like you're saying, is solid. I like this team. It's just there's something missing. Yeah, I feel like it's magic. What do you? I mean, I don't, I don't know what the reason why is, but you, aside from the Patriots, nobody does well after they make the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl, except for the Patriots. Yeah, and like it's been like this since what. The Indianapolis Colts, I think, were the last team who consistently made it to the AFC Championship game over and over again. And they didn't go to the Super Bowl at all. But like even the year after they went to the Super Bowl, they didn't go back and repeat and make it again. And so I think it's just really hard to make the Super Bowl. And after you do like the ultimate thing, it's really hard to go back and do it again. Like I, If I go for like a six-mile run, I'm like, I don't think I can ever do that again. So I can imagine what it's like to win a Super Bowl and then have to go back and try and win another Super Bowl. Like I can imagine like how that how that kind of goes and plays out as being as as being a, a person goes. So I don't know. I think it's just kind of like a, a more of a mental thing. It's not a talent thing. It's not a coaching thing. It's not a decision thing. But I mean, football wise, if we get if we get rid of that part. Then we look at purely football wise. There are two problems with that they've had injuries to the offensive line. They haven't. The offensive line hasn't been as good as it was last year. And also their cornerback play is really bad. They have very good safety play, but Darby gets beat deep. Uh, Mills gets beat deep. And so they're giving up a lot of big plays in their passing game. And whenever you give up that, like, you know, your pass rush isn't as important. Do you think Sproles played out this weekend even matters? No, because he hasn't played yet. See, and that's where I'm kind of I wanted to see him play because he's so much fun. Like, he's one of the most enjoyable players, you know, we ever had a chance to watch. Do you think, like, it's kind of weird what they do with their running backs, how Smallwood has, like, 60 attempts for 257 yards, 4.3 average, 1 TD. Clement, 50 attempts, 167, 3.3 average, 2 TDs. Ajayi, 45, 184, 4.1, 3 TDs. I mean, it's weird how they kind of separated between the three backs, even when he was healthy. Yeah. It's just, I don't know what they're doing with their offense when it comes to the running game. I, I don't mind Smallwood, though, or Clement. They seem like the same player to me. They kind of are. Yes. Except I think Smallwood's better. Yeah, maybe you could say that. As far as what the stats say, they would agree with you. Yeah, because they, they play behind the same offensive line. Do you agree with me that Ertz is the best tight end? Uh, no, because he doesn't block. Oh, I knew you didn't. It's because he doesn't All block. Right, see, no, I have a problem now. Who is a better tight end? Okay, so you're telling is, me you know. See, you no, just told me no. You, you just told me no. Then you have to have another one. I do, I do. But I'm saying, like, the reason why it was apprehensive to say it is because, like, Travis Kelsey, I think, is better. But he's, oh my God. he doesn't even block very much either, though. Okay, see, now what are – then what are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> you're just biased now. Yeah, I you know. And that's what it is. I, I just think Kelsey's better. Okay, whatever. And he blocks like a little bit. Like Ertz doesn't no, block. No, no, at no. All. you just said he didn't block, and now you're trying to I know, say that like, he blocks a little bit, and now Ertz doesn't block at all, all right, right? Ertz doesn't block at all. Kelsey blocks like what's a little bit more than not at all. I don't know. Like a crumbful. A crumbful. Yeah, a crumbful blocking. <laughs> crumbful. Just reminds you of the great mouse detective when Mike the little girl goes, "You want some crumbs?" I know. I'm doing New Year's <laughs> Eve. That big old bat, you know? Dude. Who would be who'd be the bat of the NFL? The bat of the NFL? Yeah, the bat for the great Like, the one with the peg leg? Yeah. I don't want to say now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say, because now, no. All right. I'm not doing that. Well, are we talking about somebody injured, or are we talking about somebody that's just... just like, really up? evil and crazy and scary. Oh, if we're going evil route, that would be the rat. I think it'd be, I think Bonte is perfect, is the rat from the great mouse detective. 
man, Burfecht just gets a bad rap. He doesn't need oh it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I thought that, too. Like, I kind of tried to stick Me up too. for him. I was but there after the Steelers game, no. Yeah. No. That kind of threw it out the window for everybody as well. And I don't know how the Bengals still employ him, either. Man, the rap. He's good, but like, I don't know how you employ him. I don't know if I would call him a rat, though. The rat's just No, evil. not the rat. I'm talking about the bat. Oh, okay. The bat. No, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. if he's the bat, that's the henchman to the rat. I guess so. So who would the rat be? It can't be Marvin Lewis. He's never <laughs> missed a day yeah. in church of his life. How would Marvin Lewis be the rat? I said it, he can't, it can't be. You know what, what I mean? Like maybe like Evil Andy Reid or something. Evil Andy Reid. Yeah. Wow. That shows. So who's the hero of the story? There are no heroes. There are no heroes. There's only there's only Batman. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. So what's your pick for this game? And again, the Eagles are six point favorites. All right. So and it's Sunday night football. It's like all right. Before we get to that though, I just want to say this about the Eagles' remaining schedule: if the Cowboys, if the Saints, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, Rams, Texans, Redskins. You know what that says to me? Cowboys win this game. We're back in it, baby. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you know Cowboy- what I'm going. You know what I'm doing right now. Dallas, 28. Philly, 24. We're doing it. All right. So, by by DVOA, the Eagles have the 11th toughest schedule. The Cowboys have the 29th toughest schedule. I think Giants are 31st, but they're out of it. And, gosh, Monday Night Football this year, this week, is Niners-Giants. Yeah. Can't wait. By the way, was it weren't the Niners on last week or the week before? They're on Thursday night football. I thought they were. Man, I thought they already had a Monday night game. No, it's Thursday. And then the Redskins have the 27th easiest schedule in football. And I, I don't know for whatever reason, I love Eagle Saints. I think it's always such a great game. But I have Dallas. I'm picking Dallas with the points, but I have them losing 2024. Oh God! All right. Make me sick. But yeah, I pick I would pick Dallas with the points though. Oh yeah, I bet you would. Yeah, I yeah, would. I, would. I would. All right. So the next game we're going to talk about is Atlanta Cleveland. The Falcons are three and a half point favorites. They have bought. They have climbed. They have scratched. Oh, they have raked. They have hiked. They have almost said crawled again. But they've gone. They've come a really long way to come back to five hundred after dismantling the Redskins. A game I really wish I could have gambled on again. But Matt Ryan. MVP, are you ready for this? 213 for 301 uh, pass attempts, 70.8% completion percentage, oh. 19 touchdowns to three interceptions, 8.9 yards in attempt. He's the second quarterback in fantasy football as well. And I want to turn this discussion to something else right now. I don't think a quarterback should be MVP in football this year. I think there's too many good quarterbacks this year. I and don't it's think. Unfair. I yeah, agree. And with I don't you. think there's enough of a difference between. Patrick Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in football this you. year, and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, like you know, Mahomes has what ten more or ten more touchdowns or whatever. But they're both really good, and you're both going to win a lot of games with either one. So my MVP pick would be Todd Gurley. See, and I have nothing to argue against that whatsoever. And I, I'll be honest, I even don't have an MVP pick right now because I'm still kind of waiting to see because I I like Tyree Kill. Well, and you you're getting a so pick this, this year all, too. So this, your first year, you're I, actually I know, getting I know, the pick. This is very <laughs> exciting stuff. So hey man, I got my press pass and everything yeah. ready to go. All I know is I'm kind of I'm I'm with you. It's it's too it's cheap. It's cheating at this point. All the quarterbacks have so many rules to protect them. Yeah, uh, there's so many. It out doesn't there that mean as much anymore. Games because what's more impressive? What Mahomes doing with so many weapons that he has 
In the perfect offense. What people are going to say, he's been the trickster with it, though. Look at this. I mean, he's been great. Look what he's been. He's been great. But look what Brady's done. Yeah. Brady's then gone and beat him. So then that's going to be the other side of the coin. But exactly if Brady, right. If Brady wins another MVP. That, but that's the point, And they're going to argue about his age as well. But it's because of the protection that these quarterbacks get. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you. And we're you. in the middle. Like the offenses have changed really quickly, really fast. And now the defenses are going to need a little bit of time to get used to the speed of it, change their schemes, and also get used to having to play football underneath these new rules too. The rules that favor the offense and the defense have to catch back up to it. Um, and also, like, after last week's game against the Rams Saints, you know, the Rams lost. Gurley didn't have, didn't have anywhere close to his best game of the year. But I think that made me cement him more as MVP after last week's game, too, because the Saints have a great run defense. They did a great job stopping Gurley. They got a ton of penetration in the backfield. They tackled him really well. And the Rams are held to, like, their lowest point total of the year so far because they stopped Todd Gurley. And so their offense works so well because they have all their they do the one tight end, three wide receiver, one running back sets. But on every play they have five receivers because of how good Gurley is as not only a running back but as a receiver. He breaks a ton of tackles. He's a great screen player. He's gonna have thirty touchdowns this year. It's insane. And so like I don't think there's I'm gonna be so upset whenever Mahomes wins it, or Brady wins it, you know Mahomes or whoever. Get it. Like it's not even a question at this point. I know it's you so know stupid. he's going to get it, and that's where we're just gonna shake it. And just again, and especially when the Rams go like it's fourteen a and two. Trophy. Just say it's a quarterback trophy at this point, because I'll even put it to make you. two trophies, make best quarterback and then MVP. I'll put it to you, Texans fan. You know, yeah, that's exactly. I like hold football on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish what I'm gonna say before you cut me off. The year that J.J. Watt had the career year where he did everything that no defensive player has done since 1940, he deserved the MVP. I, I still say he didn't. I still think Because they did. didn't make the playoffs. It doesn't matter. They, you have to make the playoffs for the MVP. Care. I don't care. I mean, that's as good why, as a season. Why? But that doesn't make any sense. Is the MVP a playoff award? Because the entire point of regular season is to make the playoffs, and so you're not that important if your team is to make the playoffs. What if it – okay, didn't you all have seven wins that year? Nine. You had nine wins. Yeah. How many of those wins were because of JJ? Probably like six. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Okay, come on. Like you. No, but I'm saying. You say no, that but, even but sounds ridiculous. Like, no, it is. But it's. I understand he was the most important player for that yes. team. Now they were in football. But my thing has always been: you have to make the playoffs with the MVP. Okay, okay. That's By the way, I I didn't even think y'all had a winning record that year. So the fact you just told me y'all did makes it even more of my argument. That he should have won. Didn't they give it to Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, they gave it to Rodgers. That's, this is what I'm talking but, about. No, like, he broke every <laughs> single record. It wasn't just one. It was every single record. And by the way, this he, is like arguing like, from a Cowboys yeah, fan. And that's, you know what you're doing? You're spitting on your team again. No, I'm not. He had 20 sacks like seven touchdowns that year. I mean, it was, it was the greatest season I've ever seen from any player at all before. But again, my thing has always been... In any sport, it was a winning in, record. In any sport whatsoever, you can't win the MVP unless you make the playoffs, because that's the whole point of the regular season. It's a regular season award. You know what? Like, see, this is what I'm talking about with you. You you want me to hang out with you, and then you do these things. It's it's ridiculous. My hands aren't on your legs at all right now. <laughs> Whoa! And you're saying these things. All right. All right. So back to yeah. this game. <laughs> Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about – one, I want to talk about Matt Ryan because he's been spectacular this year, and nobody can say against that otherwise. 
Also, Julio Jones finally caught a touchdown pass. Yeah. Deion Jones is coming back. Ito Smith is spectacular. And he's another case of, you know, why it's good to kind of draft running backs later in the round. And also, if a guy's talented, too, like even if you have two running backs, it's not that bad to have a third one. And their general manager, uh, Dimitrioff, he does a really good job of finding athletes, too. That's what he's always been good at as a general manager. And the Falcons are 500, and maybe they can make it around the postseason. Especially the Panthers now, you fall into six and three potentially. Oh wait, that was actually that too. was my question to you. Do you think that three teams are going to make the playoffs in the NFC South? Uh, no. I mean, think about it. you have the Saints, you have the Panthers, I the mean, Falcons maybe, and, and then you have the Falcons. And then you have the North. It's all crazy. That's what I'm saying. So I think you... it's me. I think it's me. Two North teams and two South teams. Okay, so what's the record to make the playoffs this year? Probably ten. At least 10. Man, I, I would say at least. I would even think that there would be teams tied with I think 10. it's going to be 11 is what it's going to take, but it'd yeah. be at least 10. You know what? If you're the Cowboys, you need 9 and 7, baby. 9 and 7 will do it. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about them again. <laughs> the other thing I want, want to say, too, is that I watched my first Cleveland Browns game this week. Mm. It is it is awful. It is terrible. Oh my God. It is awful. So, like, they're, so they're playing the Browns, right? Baker Mayfield... I've never really watched him throw a football at all. He has, you know, a good arm, good it's release. A good arm. He throws the ball so weird, though. I have no problem with Baker. He at throws all. the ball. I really think weird. Baker's because, by the way, even last game, what two ninety seven, two TDs, one interception. They were down by a lot. He threw the ball a lot. He wasn't good. So that what game, he won? Like, it's... Well, my problem with the Browns last week was everything was short swing passes. Oh, that's actually it what was, I was going to say. It's too. impossible Duke Johnson to watch. Had nine receptions you for seventy-eight yards and two TDs, and you know why well, even close, play football? The next closest one in Joku had four receptions. Yeah, Nobody, and I remember him catching one pass. Everything else was just flat and swing on, passes. You have Callaway and Landry out there, and you throw them what four balls as well? It's or three. This is kind of ridiculous. don't even you don't you shouldn't play football if you're going to throw your running backs. I I agree on that. My, that's one of the few things I feel really strongly about in this world. In this world of gray that we live in, devoid of black and white and living in shades of gray, what? is that you football is only fun if you throw the ball downfield. All this cute little running back passes and screens and slants, like it's good, it helps you get first downs or whatever. But if you're not throwing the ball at least like seven times downfield, you're wasting everybody's time. It's the best it's one of the best plays in sports. Were you impressed by Nick Chubb at all? He's really strong. Yeah, I mean, he he actually didn't look bad at all to me. No, I think he's good. He's he's super strong. And the other thing about this game, too, that was really stupid is Greg Williams is the head coach. They're playing the Chiefs. They're one of the best screen teams in football. And what do the Browns do the entire game? Big blitz them. And so it's like, <laughs> oh, and then they also show the blitz before the play starts. Yeah. So Mahomes walks up. He sees eight guys in the line of scrimmage. And he just goes, oh, we're going to run a screen opposite of this. And then Cream Hunt catches the ball, and there's everybody's on the other side of the field. There's nobody within 25 yards of him. He has three offensive linemen in front of him. And it's just the easiest the easiest game you're ever going to see for a quarterback is what Mahomes did against the Browns last week. And it's embarrassing and it's stupid. And I thought, like, after – so I wasn't watching Browns games after they fired Hugh Jackson. They fired him, and they're still just as dumb. <laughs> and I hope Bruce Arians coaches them next year because he'll throw the ball down. By the him. way, can you believe that he said that? It'd be great that he would only come back to coach the Cleveland Browns because he's Browns. from Ohio. Yeah, I think he's that from was, that area. 
if I'm Cleveland, why am I not picking up the phone? I'm hiring him now. Yeah, like, what are we even talking about? Why are we not picking up the phone? This is this is a guy who wants to come. Yeah, and, and he throws the ball down the field. Oh my! Arians God. makes football better because he throws the ball down. By field. the way, I have no idea like why they would not pick up the phone immediately and just be like, "Hey, Bruce, how many years? How many years can we do here?" I think you do three. Three to five. You start with three. Yeah. I, and then you do option for four. God, why are we not picking up the phone? You know what? Let's. It's settled. We should manage the Cleveland Browns. Give us that phone call. I We're want ready. it. We're ready. I want it. We're ready. We Actually, have I don't want to coach. No, no, no. We, we come as a package team. I wouldn't want right, to coach. Package them. deal. I would right. want to coach a middle school football team and run the outside zone. What? That's what I would want to coach. That's I wouldn't want to coach an NFL team. Why would you want to deal with middle school kids? Because you can teach them one play. You run to the left. You run to the right. You run bootlegs and play action. You're winning district champions. Oh, wait, they would have to be terrified in order to listen to you because you would. No, have I wouldn't to... yell at all. So okay, exactly the point. You would just show up and say, "I'm pretty." And no, I wouldn't like, say that's that. A, that's what you I would go, all the time. But the difference is I can tell you this, but I can't tell a 13-year-old boy this. <laughs> I'm not one to talk about 13-year-old boys. That's the difference between the two. <laughs> oh, God. Can we go back to the game, please? Well, we uh, still got one more minute. Uh, and the other thing I didn't like about that game, too, from Cleveland, is they blitz as much as they did, and they got zero pressure. Like, Miles Garrett was shut down the entire game. He didn't do much of anything. Uh... Omaba, I can't remember the guy, Ugaba, I'm so bad at names. The guy from Oklahoma State, who's their other edge rusher, he didn't do much at all of anything. And it was just like the Chiefs spread him out, they threw the ball short and quick a lot, and it was a complete dismantling and it wasn't very much fun to watch. So where would you rank the rookie quarterbacks from this year? Because you've watched Mayfield, you've watched Arnold, you've seen Josh Rosen. Isn't there another guy too? There's Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield. And Lamar Jackson. Okay, actually, don't even get me started on that. You know what? Okay, I was big on the Baltimore Ravens. Last week made me so angry. So get this. They ran the Lamar Jackson play where they were on, I believe. Yeah, I saw it. He was wide open and waving his hand. Flacco immediately just threw it away. Double coverage over John Brown. He was right there. And all I thought was... Flacco does not care about Lamar Jackson. He's just trying to just not want to give him any type of credit. And he specifically did not look his way. That was bad. Yeah. I could not believe it because he, in my opinion, he threw the game. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? So, all right. So, Lamar Jackson I can't give anything to. But I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes. Well, this is his second year. I know, but he's still a rookie. Exactly. I'm doing the Ben Simmons NBA rule right now. He's not a rookie, though. I think that says a testament to the the good thing if you do draft a quarterback early. And you let him learn for a year or two. Listen, I lost a bet because Mitchell lost to Simmons. So you know what? Mahomes is the best rookie rookie quarterback. He's not a rookie. All right. Then I'm going to give it to Mayfield. Okay, I have no opinion. I well, actually Rosen's been my favorite, but I can't say he's been the best because I haven't watched Mayfield enough. I haven't watched Donald enough. Donald just turns the ball over a lot, and he did a lot in college too, and that's a big cause for concern. And then I just like the way like Rosen's so composed despite playing behind Rosen an offensive line. Rosen just runs line. though. He plays. He's behind a bad offensive line though. All right, you know what? See, so you're giving everybody excuses right now. I don't really appreciate that, and this is out of line. 
So oh, we're going to say that Mahomes, but we're going to agree. We're not saying Mahomes. Mahomes. No, 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 we're going to say Mahomes. We'll have this conversation again after the season's over. Okay, whatever. What's uh, your score? So the Falcons are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I would actually gamble in this game. Yeah, I would too. And I would bet like $500 on the Falcons. <laughs> Man, you have a lot of $500. Woo! This podcast, we are killing it. And I'm going to pick Atlanta to win like... 35-17. Dude, you know what's funny? That's insane. You say 35-17? No, I said 38-21. Okay. I mean, like, we're just so smart, you know? Uh, you insult me every single time. I don't insult you. Every single time. No, I don't. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back and just after... We'll be, <laughs> let me start that over again. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about Detroit, Chicago, and tonight's episode. All right, and we're back. So the last game we're talking about tonight is Detroit-Chicago. The Bears are six-point favorites. They're at home. And so, Taylor, are the Detroit Lions a bad football team? Okay, I was – all right. For me, I don't know what to say because are they a bad football team or is Matt Patricia that bad of a coach? I think it's maybe a combination of the two. I asked you. I used to be a Matt Stafford believer. This year is kind of weird for me. I'm going to say that Detroit is actually just an overall bad team. I'm going to I'm going to say that they should actually blow it up and start over and I don't I don't even think you can start over with Matthew Stafford. So, I think overall they're just a bad team. That's where I'm going to go with. Yeah. Do you have something different about it or I mean, do you not, kind of agree with me? Not really cuz they're just another one of those teams that you kind of see every year in football where they're up. it's kind of like the Eagles in a way, but just a worse version. Where they're a super talented football team. There's no questions at all about their talent, but they're just like not right. And the biggest problem about the Lions, though, is they have probably the worst linebacking unit in football. Their offensive line is so hot and cold. They couldn't pass block at all last week. And then, like Matt Ryan, you know, they changed the offense with a lot of high volume, short passes that worked out well with new attainted stuff. But Marvin Jones, a downfield receiver, Galladay's a downfield receiver. And, like, you kind of lose what makes Matt, uh, Matthew Stafford so good for such a long time was his ability to throw the ball downfield. And it's like, yeah, like, the offense is more efficient and works a bit better. But defenses catch on and change their plan, and they can play those those zone coverages that sit on 15 yards. And then... So yeah, who are you blaming? I mean, I would... That's the whole thing. It's like, what is to blame? Are you saying Matthew Stafford's a bad quarterback? Because, again... You and other people. I think he's say like that. Jay Cutler, where Ooh. he's like Whoa. a good, like he's good. Stat Jay wise. Cutler wakes up in the morning and says, "But I don't, I'm not saying that Stafford doesn't care." He says, "I have a game today. I'm Damn, that, I have like, to put on pants." I'm saying like he's good in the fact like he always puts up the numbers, but he hasn't beat any good teams. He's never won a playoff game. Like his record against teams 500 or better, I think he's won like only a couple of games. And so his entire career, what he's been good at doing is picking up a lot of points against bad teams and winning close games too. And of course, like quarterback wins aren't the best stat, but and his defense has been horrendous for such a large part of his career. Yeah, you still think the Lions would have been better over this Dude, time too. The Vikings game last week was a joke. Yeah, I mean we're talking about loss, losing nine to twenty four, and he was twenty five of thirty six for a hundred and ninety nine yards. That's what I mean. He's not throwing fumble. the ball downfield. Like, and that fumble has, went back he, for a touchdown too. Like, I I don't understand. I, and I actually like Carryon Johnson. I think he's a great running back, and I think he's going to be something special. Is it Stafford? 
That's the whole thing. Well, is that where pro- we're at? No, but I don't think the problem is that it's Stafford. It's that you're paying Stafford $28 million. And so when you pay your quarterback that much money, you have less money yeah, to go to the rest the of the roster. Yeah, but that's the going rate these days. No, Kirk I understand. Kirk Cousins is $80 million guaranteed. Yeah, no, I understand that part of it. I'm saying like when you pay a quarterback that much money, he has to make everybody else around him better. And he's to not. the point where like he carries you to wins consistently week after week. And if he's having 200 yards against the Vikings, why pay a guy $30 million for that? All right. Dak Prescott or Matthew Stafford? Stafford. What, what the hell, man? This is what <laughs> this is what I hate about you. Look, I just compared the games. Look, 199 yards, one fumble. Dak, two TDs, one interception, 200 and what, 97 did I say? The Vikings have a much better defense than the Titans. Oh, do. that's where we're at. Okay. Seriously. Sometimes your face, your <laughs> face. <laughs> All right, but let me go back to this game because I'm actually pretty excited. I think Chicago's overrated. Okay. What do you say to that? I because let me break it down. They've beaten some bad teams by a lot of points. That That's made my them look better with there. It is, and so like even like stats like DVOA, they're adjusted for the opponent. How much of an adjustment can you make against the worst offense of all time that the Bills have? Okay, and, and that's my whole thing here. Their wins are against the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Bucks, the Jets, the Bills. Their losses are against the Packers, the Patriots, and the overtime thriller against the Dolphins. Yeah. So, the remaining schedule is Lions, Vikings, Lions, Giants, Rams, Packers, Niners, Vikings. This team's going to go 9-7. and seven. Everyone's going to think, oh, this team's on the rise. They just beat easy teams. I think their defense is something special. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a Mitchell Trubisky guy. Yeah, so... I just think he's... (laughs) I I don't know. I think he's goofy. It's only his second year. And, like, I know when I watched him in college, like, I watched... Because I watched all that quarterback, that draft class. I was like, the Texans need a quarterback. They're not going to draft him because they're dumb. They haven't taken Watson. But I watched Trubisky, and the difference between his junior year and his senior year was incredible. Like he didn't play quarterback until later on. He got really good really fast. Like he has great arm strength, great mobility and all that sort of stuff. I just think it's kind of the Jameis Winston thing where he's just kind of dumb, you know? Like you call him goofy and I think that's kind of part of it too. And he's putting up he's making a lot of mistakes in an offense that is so mistake free. It's constantly quick passes, shovel passes, play action, bootlegs. It's like the easy it's one of the easier offenses you can run as a quarterback. Per for a rookie quarterback, Mahomes is in a similar offense, albeit he has better skilled players than Chicago has. But look at the difference between the two, and it's not even close. All right. Here's my other thing, too. For the Bears running backs, who would you play? Like Jordan Howard or Tyree Cohen? Or do you think I, like they have a great system going on? They're doing how they should do it. You give Howard 15 to 20 carries. You give Cohen 10 carries maximum. But you give Cohen... Like seven pass targets. I just, I want this team to be good. I think it would be great. And I think this team would be a lot more exciting if they had kind of a better quarterback. He's also, it's only his second year too. I, I, you know what? I don't care. If Mahomes is his second year, you were telling me we that can't, that doesn't matter. No, but we no. can't judge everybody in Mahomes. No. Mahomes been the best quarterback in football this year. And by the way, Chicago has weapons. Yeah, they so do. So I'm not going to say that. It's, it's weird how Allen Robinson hasn't done anything. Yeah, well, he has a groin injury right now. Oh, okay. But, yeah. I, but I think that's kind of the pro- I guess that's kind of the way that offense works. 
where if you're like an outside vertical one versus one receiver, you're not going to get looks like you do, you know, in other offenses around football. Do you think Detroit even has a chance in this game? I mean, the thing is, I mean, they're talented enough where you would say probably, but I mean, I think they're going to lose. I think the main reason why is they have bad linebackers. And the Bears are really good throwing the ball to their, their tight ends and their running backs. The, the other thing I want to say about Trubisky is he puts together the funniest box scores you're ever going to see. <laughs> the best of all time was that game against the, Pac- the Panthers last year where he threw four passes. He completed four passes in like 10 attempts for like one touchdown and went 74 yards. That's and he had, numbers. And he, had like a 90, he threw like 96 yards. But last week against the Bills, the Bears scored 41 points, right? Mitch Trubisky, 12 for 20, 135 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 6.7 yards in attempt, and the Bears scored 41 points that game. And so like, every, I, there was a saying where uh, Tim, not for Tim Verducci, but uh, man, what's that weird fellow's name on ESPN that does the baseball stuff? I don't watch baseball. <sighs> yeah, that's right. I don't watch baseball. Wait, yeah. What is this guy's name? This is I'm very stupid. But there's a story that whenever he was a little boy, he'd get the newspaper and he would cut each box score up and glue in a binder. And it's like the stupidest nerd-like origin story ever. But I'm the same way, but for Mr. Trubisky box scores. After every Sunday night, the first thing I do is go to the Bears game, look at the box score, and just laugh because Trubisky puts together the, the funniest, most insane, absurd box scores you're ever going to see from a quarterback. Is so is that why you also it's Tim Kirkjian it's Tim Kirkjian's the guy who, oh, who did oh that. great I was really looking forward to that yeah thanks okay alright <laughs> good lord so is that why I also see you looking at Mitchell Trubisky pictures on your computer of you know with his shirt off is that is that what you do I'm not this has been so many defamatory statements and my client doesn't want to hear should not be hearing this anymore. Your client, you just talked in third person. No. Is that what you just That said? was my lawyer. That's what your lawyer That wasn't me, said. that was my lawyer. So your lawyer and you have the exact same voice. Is that what you're telling me? It is slightly different. You're you're absolutely ridiculous. By the way, so we watched Crazy Rich Asians the other night. Solid flick. Man, it is really, really good. Uh, Ron Tomatoes had it really positive, and I was like, there's no way a rom-com can be this good. <laughs> there were tears in my eyes. Tears did not come down, but they were close. Yeah, Misty. Yeah, they were Misty. Misty likes Cerulean City. Yeah. What? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Pretty good. Pokemon reference. Very now solid. You, see, you ruined it now. No, no, I didn't ruin it. I got to make sure that people know that it's a Pokemon The viewer's supposed to know. The viewer's know. not going to know that. Yeah. That, was, that was too subtle. You're hurting their intelligence. They're supposed that, to know. They know that Pokemon reference, then they're too big of nerds. That's what I think. It's just people who grew up in the 1990s. <laughs> or maybe the 2000s. Who knows how they are? You know what? Maybe not. Maybe the 70s. And they just like handheld video games. What? Do you like handheld video games? No, I don't. What's the best one? Oh, uh, gold. Silver. Silver. Silver is the best one. Silver? Because you want Lugia? No, you beat that one, and you have a whole nother By the way, game, I call and you go back nerds, to but yet I know every single Pokemon because I'm a nerd. I know up to 250. Wait, I don't even know 250. My lord. I know. There's Silver 250? Moon. No, there's like 750 now. What? Yeah, there's like a thousand of them. I don't want to do that. I'm talking about up to Silver version. I'm good. Up to Silver. Silver's so good. By the way, they're making like a real life Pokemon movie. It's like Pikachu Detective. 
And it's going to be real life. Good. I think that they should have made it like Danny DeVito doing the voice. I think that would have been amazing. <laughs> or Danny DeVito just dressed like Pikachu. Just <laughs> mauling around, just like pooping in dumpsters. Wait, why does he have see? You know what? I don't want to talk about it anymore. That's like, the only Danny DeVito I know. Yeah, you just want him screwing up property just like you do with other people's no, property. That's a that's a defamatory statement. And my client <laughs> won't stand for it. Nice. Um, the last the last thing I really I guess about this game is the big question about the Bears, you're talking about the end, the end of the year schedule. Right now, they're in first place of the NFC North. You know, I think they're five three five three and one, or they're five and three. No, the Vikings are in first place because they have the tie at the moment, and so that puts them right ahead of the Bears as a result. But then the key for the Bears the rest of the year is if Cleo Mack gets healthy, because if he's healthy, he's like having JJ Wall on your team. He's like having Jadavion Clowney. He can he's an incredible run stopper, and then even as a pass rusher. Whenever he's not getting the sacks and he in the hurries and the pressures, he's so good at being the hammer on the stunts that creates open rushers. And they have a really good defensive line as well, too, just in general. So, like, I think for the Bears to make the playoffs and do better than 9-7 you're talking about and the easy schedule that they've had, this is going to be up to Cleo Mack being back and healthy. And if he isn't, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think instead you're going to see, what? Man, that's not even true either, though. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think you're going to have Bears. What? Yeah, then you have Bears, Vikings. You're out of your mind. And then Panthers, oh Panthers, Saints. I mean, the two wild card, you know, two division winners and wild card teams. You're out of your damn mind. I think Matt gets healthy and then make the playoffs. I mean, oh, you want to make a bet on that? Like how you didn't pay up like, that Texans bet? What are you talking about? I didn't pay up on the Texans bet. Where's you owe me dinner still? I don't owe you dinner. Wait, didn't I buy you dinner recently? Uh, I had to. Have. When we went to Morimoto's in Vegas, I had to. I paid my own money for that. We all split that. It doesn't matter. You know what? No. You know what? No. It doesn't matter because now you're making me look bad. No, I don't want to touch you. Right. Well, fine. So, who do you have for this game? And again, the Bears are six point favorites. Yeah, Chicago 28, Detroit 17. I just don't believe in Detroit at all. But it's rivalry week, so maybe they'll surprise us, right? Yeah. My games were so much better than your games. (laughs) It was fun. I I don't even really have a pick at all for this game. Like, I guess I would say I'm going to pick the Bears to win, but I'm going to pick the Lions with the points. You know what I mean? Okay, so you're picking the Lions. Yeah, with the spread. Yeah. Yeah, I'm picking the Lions with the spread, but I do think the Bears win this game. Okay, so you're picking the Lions. Yeah, I'm picking the Lions. Yeah. So So say you're picking the Lions. I'm picking the Lions. I'm picking the Bears from the Lions with the points. Okay, you know what? No, no, no. <laughs> See, I'm not. All right, I'm picking the Lions. All right. Well, I'm picking no. The- <laughs> I'm picking the Lions, but I'm picking the Bears to win. For the Lions with the points. All right, so to recap, uh, the Jaguars are on the road in Indy. The Colts are three-point favorites. I have Jacksonville. You have Jacksonville winning 21-15. Dallas is going to Philadelphia for Sunday Night Football. The Eagles are six-point favorites. I have Dallas losing 20-24. You have Dallas winning 28-24. But with the spread, we both have Dallas. The Falcons are going to Cleveland. The Falcons are three-and-a-half-point favorites. We're both picking the Falcons. I have Falcons 35-17. You have Falcons 38-21. And then the Lions are going to Chicago to play the Bears. The Bears are six-point favorites. I'm picking the Lions with the points. And you're picking the Bears 28-17. So you're picking the Bears. I just want to back up and say something. So, if Cowboys win, though, by three points, 
You can't come in and saying you won. Yeah, I won. No, that's not. We're picking. This is the we're damn picking problem. with the. We're picking with the spread no, now. This is my. Oh my. Oh my. We're picking with the spread. What is wrong with you? See, this is why your record that you have against me is BS. No, it was even better before we did oh this. Oh my god. What, okay, you know, do what you want. All I know is. If it's a three-point game and Dallas wins, you take that out. No, I get the win. You take the loss. I'm picking the Cowboys with the points. Get, get out. I'm not picking you the Cowboys to win. I want you to leave. I want you to leave. I'm not picking. We did this because we were picking the same games every time. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? Now we're not. All right? So now for this game, you pick the Eagles. No, I'm picking yeah, the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm picking the Cowboys with the six points. Get out. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay. All right, so anyways... Thank you for listening, everybody. Decide to stick around and listen to the show. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday to talk about week 11. And I guess that's not Thanksgiving yet. Uh, so we have some something else going on for Thanksgiving this year. But we'll be back on next Thursday. This will probably go up Thursday night, be on the site Friday morning. And again, my name is Matt Weston. And thank you for listening to Battle Red Radio. And thank you for uh, talking about week 10 with me, Taylor. And no, I, I did not throw up on your No, 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 I hate you. <laughs>